recording now, so you can't sue me and go, I didn't know we were recording when you have your heated gamer moment, and I report it to the public. I've never one time had a heated gamer moment. Now listen. Turns out it's not that, it's not that hard to not have one when you aren't. When you're <laughs> you know, just, I don't make the rules, but that's how it is. Like. Oh, man. Hello and welcome to Right in the Fields, the only podcast that takes your nostalgia and weaponizes it for money and clicks and chicken sandwiches and bribes and whatever else you want to send me, we'll give you the email address. Um, I'll take it. I'll sell propaganda. I don't care. Uh, what should we wow. What should we propagandize? Um, I think wow. it's a real problem that people aren't going to malls. Um, I'm not paid for or bought by the malls, but I just think that we should be going there. Check, please. And then they uh, hand it to I'm us. Pro- today I'm with Google and I'm propagandizing <laughs> Rosa Bon Bon uh, Bon Hauer, Bon Hauer, the French artist. Okay, okay. Two hundredth birthday today. Oh, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you remember when it was like uh, really wholesome when you'd go to Google and they were doing something cool like that, and you didn't have to think about how they probably control the entire internet. <laughs> well. Still wholesome. Now we're talking about Rosa Bonheur, you know? <laughs> that part is wholesome. There's good people in all these organizations, right? Uh, can mean, you tell that we're cynical today? I mean, you're cynical today. Oh, you're I, just a font of to, optimism? I was trying to be uh, to be pessimistic, to be optimistic. And, <laughs> and betrayed by my own words. Um, I was trying to be optimistic and bring in some light French painting. Slash sculpting, and you were not having it, so... I, I just can't have it today. Because, like, listen, today we're talking about the live-action Batman. So, if you're excited for that, stay tuned. But first, we have to talk about something really serious. They're making a sequel to I Am Legend, the Will Smith version. Yep. And yeah. am I the only one that's upset about this? I have so many mixed feelings. Do you give a fuck at all about I Am Legend, and specifically the Will no. Smith version? In the year 2022, no, I do not. Because listen, uh, the I Am Legend story, he was not the first one to do an adaptation. There's been several books, movies. It's a really, really cool story. Really, like, classic, in my opinion. And the the gist of it, spoilers for the first Will Smith version and as well as a book that's 100 years old. I Am Legend, the idea is somebody survives an apocalypse. It's been different versions, zombie apocalypse, monsters, whatever. And begins trying to survive and becomes the monster that he thinks he's hunting so that's the idea of i am i am legend right so there's usually some force sometimes it's vampires sometimes it's zombies whatever um and he's gonna hunt it down because he's the last bastion of humanity right and by the end so he's stealing their people and learns oh they're the people now i'm the monster we're obsolete and he kills himself usually uh, yeah. but, the, but Will Smith is Will Smith and you can't have Will Smith kill himself. Um, even though that man is such a good actor, it would have been fucking amazing. They were like, nah, it's Will Smith. So he survives. They saved the world. <laughs> How, what do they, what is saving it mean? That's the real. Oh my God. So even in the movie, they have the moment too, where he sees, oh, I'm the monster. Those people like the monsters come, so to speak. And to save the people that he had been kidnapping to test on. Because they're not people, they're monsters, right? What's it matter? I can save them. But they don't need to be saved. They have their own society, and they come and rescue them. And 
he and there's he's got the cure and he gets it to this lady and she takes it to this military base and the implications are they're gonna save humanity now <laughs> oh man and they're making a sequel i'm i'm assuming he's gonna be in it there's probably gonna be some kind of kid that takes over so they can spin it off and try to do it as like a whole fucking series or something else i'm so tired of it do something I, new. I'm fine. Listen, I'm not one of those people. You want to reboot or re remaster or bring back? Like, I'm completely fine with that. There can be fun had there. But it, but it betrays the entire idea of the piece. And it didn't create something cooler. That's the thing. Is I'm fine. Listen, if you want to disgrace the idea behind a thing, but it makes it better, fucking go for it, man. Like, when people are like, oh, it ruined my childhood. I don't give a fuck if it's a cooler thing. No, yeah, I agree, but I don't think that here it's to be had. Exactly, I mean. exactly. Um, it's like Independence Day too, right? Like, in, I was so pumped. Like, Independence Day, critically not, uh, not a, a well thought of film, right? <laughs> Mostly critically panned, but we love it. We grew up with it. It's fucking awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I just I love Independence Day. I was gonna say <laughs> end of statement. Also, Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith yet again. You know. You're getting a, I'm getting a little bit of garbly gook from you. Are you close to your mic? Everything good over there? I haven't moved it at all. All right, I'll just turn you up on my end. All right, anyways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great film. Then they make the sequel that has <laughs> none of the same stuff we loved about the first movie, literally, except for Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> oh, man. It's just it's just upsetting. Uh, anyways, though, we're not here to talk about that upsetting thing. We're here to talk about other upsetting things, like all of the live-action Batman movies. And not all Um, of the things about them are upsetting. Several things are awesome about them, like Batnips. We can all agree that that universally, objectively, the Batnips are great, right? Um, yeah, the Batnips are my favorite part of any live-action, uh, Batman movie ever, I think. Yeah, and you know, I thought it was really brave, for the Batman to go with uh, no perceived nipples, but you had to imagine they were there. You know, sometimes the best artwork is what's left not on the painting. Um, like, what's left off the canvas. <laughs> it's like it's like jazz, right? It's not the notes that you hear. It's the rests in between. And I think that that was really bold of Matt Reeves to do. Probably the standout of the film for me. Um, I think it's funny that, like, even George Clooney is like, I have no idea. <laughs> and i was not happy about it <laughs> like well i mean you we do know we do know why it's because schumacher had this idea um to have batman represented like the greek statues right like the the greek heroes of classics and they were all portrayed with nipples <laughs> that, i mean that's that, i'm not joking here that's really that was the idea behind it uh I'm reading about it, some extra things about it right now. Jim Carrey um, recalled that it pissed off Bob Kane, the late Bob Kane. Yeah, it, it pissed it pissed you off Bob Kane. Um, however, Bob Kane kind of a dick and really screwed over Bill Finger, who really created Batman for the most part. Um, not that Bob Kane had nothing to do with it; still a large portion of it. Um, but I bet you it would have pissed off Bill Finger too. <laughs> yeah, uh, basically, I guess he was also upset that Chris O'Donnell has an earring. In the movie, and uh, Schumacher told him, I told him, it's the 90s, Bob, pumped up. Okay, listen, I agree with Schumacher there. <laughs> no, I mean, the, if it was ever going to happen, it was going to happen in the 90s. It doesn't need to ever come back. That's, that's, I don't, uh, I, the earrings don't bother me. That, I, I don't think oh, I even I knew he care. had an earring. I don't think I ever noticed that. 
He's too busy looking at his nipples. Yeah, exactly. Distracted by the nips. So bold, bold choice too to not give Batgirl nipples too, right? Like, where's the equality? I know. Like, what's equality? Yeah. uh, Apparently, nipples on men are fine. You know, I feel like that's an issue that we've been fighting for a long time. Uh, (laughs) I. Listen, we just need some consistency. We just need some consistency. Free the nip. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, Also, I think it's funny because hers didn't, and normally it's the woman's suit that is way, way, way overtly sexualized. And hers is still pretty sexualized. Well, yeah, but there's no nips. There's no nips, right. right. I would have expected it, almost. But (laughs) anyway. So anyways, now that we got that out of the way, we'll return to the bat nips. But let's start at the beginning. So, people always think of Batman 66 as the first Batman put to film. That's not the case. There were several, there were several like, uh, I wouldn't call them movies. They were serials, right? Um, yeah. that, you know, you'd get a few minutes of before another movie. You'd go see them on a Saturday in the 40s and 50s. Uh, my mom, obviously not that old, but my grandma would talk talk to me about them and how like her brothers would go see batman so uh that's just a that that's a thing that happened um that people forget about because if we cannot bring it up on youtube does it exist right you probably can find it on youtube somewhere i found the superman serials i was able to find like like the george reeves stuff um but i was not able to pull up the batman or batman and robin but that was you know 15 minutes of searching this morning uh it's something that i would like to find i do have i i know there are dvds of it like it exists like you can watch it i just couldn't find it for free on youtube was my point just want you to know i'm not saying that they're lost to the annals of history they're available just couldn't get them on youtube i think actually in my apartment somewhere i have the stuff from 49 uh on dvd just somewhere in a box that i bought for my wife for like an easter present because she really digs batman and especially the classic stuff uh i've never seen it i never sat down and watched it but it is somewhere hiding in my apartment it's also problematic you know uh what from that time and place is not that's true uh that's true mostly just the it's a world war ii propaganda you know it reminds me of um do you remember i don't remember what like some sort of reading rainbow or some show where they had the cliff cliffhanger guy and every episode like you got like a five minute clip of him cliff danger or whatever his fucking name was like i'll google it really quick cliff danger um, no i have no idea what you are to what you are from yes so like no see i had good cartoons as a kid um I watched a lot of Reading Rainbow at summer school, though. Between the Lions. Is Between the Lions! Oh, I fucking love Between the Lions. I can't even. Anyway, I gotta take back my shit talking, because, man, is that show fire. So I would argue better a- better puppet work than some of Sesame Street. Uh, yeah, okay. I would agree with that. Um, Like, the mouse? Wh- like, the mouse for the computer was a little mouse? Come on. Genius. <laughs> Genius. No, the yeah, puns were on point on Between the Lions. Anyways, my apologies. Continue. No, and so all I was going to say is um, it was, you know, cliffhanger every the, – the serialization of the show, right? Every week – or well, not every week, but every time that they had another one, it would end on like a – Cliffhanger? Sort of, yeah, kind of, <laughs> kind of like the cliffhanger guy from Between the Lines where you get only like five minutes of it or – I don't know how long these were, but short. A short preview, 
and then it always ended up with him in danger again. Yeah, I guess if you um, don't know what a serial is, right? Like, everyone knows serialization, but that's where that comes from, like, the movie serials. Yeah, well, and just the fact that, like, some, I mean, now, like, with TV, you don't necessarily always have to have a cliffhanger episode. Like, a lot of times the story just continues. It's yeah. It's, like, a very different, very different vibe. Uh, also, the criminal that he always fought was Japanese, was a diabolical Japanese criminal mastermind. From which version, because... 43 or 49? Mm, 40. Was it just Batman? It just says 40s. Yeah, so, um, well, because it, it started at yeah. 43. They kept going. But yeah, yeah pro- so it's probably the see. Batman then. It's Yeah, it said all 15 chapters of it. Yep. Like, listen, like, how shitty is that, that that's what you get for the Batman, but Superman was, like, fighting the clan? Yeah, I know. Like, just proves that sometimes yeah, we still just, don't know what yeah. to do about the Batman, because we never have. No, I mean, yeah, it's just very problematic, but anyway. And then you get Batman and Robin, which was a similar, <laughs> similar, similar uh, serial... Uh, but also had Robin. Um, and then everyone knows Batman 66, the dawn of a new era. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Better era. Did you watch Batman 66? Have you seen the movie? I've, Do you watch the show? No, I've seen some of the show. I haven't seen all of it. I didn't feel the need that I needed to see all of it, to be honest. It um, was a big like uh, TV land staple for me. Like yes. That was what was yeah, on TV well, land during the day. Um. Yeah, my I, grandma so I liked loved it. it, so I'd watch it with her. Which like, watching is a strong word. My grandma was blind; she wasn't watching, but she'd listen to to Burt Ward and his G. Wilkers Batman. She'd already seen it so many times, you know. The pictures came back. Maybe that's what made her go blind: is those short shorts. Uh, maybe. Probably. <laughs> I need I'm you to get on my level. I need two more cups of coffee to match my energy. Because here's the thing: when we're both hype, the audience is like, "Yeah, I get it." When it's just me, they're like, he's unhinged. I don't think you're unhinged. I am hype. I just am like, how do you deal with that? It's problematic. It's also not problematic. I don't know. <laughs> I th- again, it's like like it's a lot of things. Dead. Yeah. It's it's, it's a little weird. It's that your grandma's blind, you know, or was blind. So. Well, she's dead now. Yeah, she was blind. Well, yeah, I know. But... That's why I said was blind. But here's the, th- here's the thing. She didn't let it get in the way. We walked like 12 miles every day. We'd walk to see my mom uh, where she worked at Walmart in the nearby city. And we'd walk there from her apartment building. And she'd sit and chill and listen to Batman, all right? She lived a good life. Don't worry Don't worry about think... Grandma Cahoon, okay? She's doing great. Grandma Jessie's a good lady. I did not say that she was not. Listen, she's doing fine. She'd make fun of herself being blind if she knew. She couldn't see, so she was unaware. Um, My favorite part about the 1966 version of Batman are the gadgets, by far. <laughs> I No, the, the best thing about Batman 66 is the labels. Okay. Yeah, just Adam West also. <laughs> <laughs> Adam West, sure. Adam West is great. But if you uh, just look up any screenshot of the 66 Batcave... And there's labels under everything, and it's bat whatever. It's like bat coffee, bat computer, no, that's <laughs> bat cool. tripod, like, bat chair. I love that everything is the bat whatever, bat shark, bat shark repellent. <laughs> well, the bat shark repellent is the meme, right, from the movie. Um, but that's what everyone remembers. But it was all that ridiculous all the time. I think oh, the, yeah. the next best thing was, the, I, and while it's hokey, it's ingenious. With them walking up the walls. So have you seen have you seen any episode of 66? Yeah. Okay, so do you know what I'm talking about? Like how they would climb yeah. up the walls? Because they didn't, they didn't have a grappling hook. They just had yeah. rope. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and they would and it was just them they would just like arch their backs like they were walking up a wall like pulling themselves up but the camera was just turned like they're just flat on the ground and then people yeah. would poke their head up and i was like this is the most genius you know camera technique <laughs> i had ever seen as a child <laughs> still blows my to. mind what'd you say jels I said they, they knew what they wanted to do. They just didn't have, like, the ability. Film hadn't come far enough to do what they the, wanted. The technology wasn't there. It's like how Steven Spielberg always wanted to produce a Transformers movie from, like, the first movie that came out. He was like, oh, kids love this. This could be really cool. But the technology wasn't there. James Cameron was like, listen, I want to go to the bottom of the ocean. I have this idea for a movie. And they're like, the technology's just not there. And what do you do? You either create it or you wait. And yeah. listen... They were definitely James Cameron's and not Spielberg's, okay? They're like, we're going to create it by <laughs> tipping over this fucking wall. <laughs> Steven Spielberg waited, all right? And then when he didn't wait, we got Jaws, which, not talking shit about Jaws, Jaws is one of my favorite movies of all time. The technology in it was really bad, but it made an awesome movie. Yes, that is part of why it is so good. I feel like I lost the, 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 the analogy somewhere in there, but you understand what I'm saying. I do, I do. I feel like that could be the name of my memoir. I lost the analogy in there somewhere. <laughs> Just put it on your tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to get buried somewhere where the deep state can, you know. Uh, oh, my God. Don't talk about the what's, deep state today. What's the word when you um, remove a body from the ground? It's not assume. It's something like that, right? Isn't it exhume? Exhume. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want them doing that to me. Or just dig it back up. People could just say, like, <laughs> as if I mattered. It it's like the people are like, they're tracking my phone. Like, bitch, no one cares what you're doing. <laughs> but, I mean, I literally could care less. If you had a billion dollars, maybe they care about what you're doing. Man, but... I, most of the people I see complain on Facebook, they definitely have a million dollars. Um, yeah. I didn't say a million, like a billion dollars. Oh, a billion dollars. Yeah, that's definitely more accurate. Yeah. As long as you you pay your taxes, because then they don't, then they do care. Like, <laughs> but they, you know. So yeah, uh, sixty six. Adam West, Burt Ward. Um, I think we'd be remiss to to not mention Eartha Kitt. Um, yeah. In yep. all of her holes glory. Uh, but first, as as Selena, or no, she wasn't Selena the Kyle. Way, she was a different. The way that you she said was Catwoman holes glory i just need you to know i immediately thought of a porn okay like no not porn no the movie movie holes based on the novel holes yes yes eartha kit she played madame zaroni i i I understand stanley yelnats was supposed to carry her up the mountain and he did not he did so he cursed. So she cursed her his family forever and the, all know. eternity. I've seen, I've seen the movie. I've seen the movie. I just and then Stanley Yelnats the the fifth or the fourth. I can't remember. Meets young Zero, and yeah. his surname was Zeroni, and he carried yeah. him up the mountain with their sploosh, and. Yeah then the curse was lifted you did it again you didn't have to sploosh is the name of the product that they sell in the movie it's a mixture of peaches and onions i know that it is because it causes them to not smell anything which removes the smell from sneakers this is nothing i'm saying is wrong this is the plot of holes (laughs) i know i know that it is get back please please she was back. also in Emperor's New Groove. Yes. She as Isma. 
Yes, one of my favorite villains of all time in anything. <laughs> She's so good in that movie. Yzma is, is, is iconic for me. But yeah, that's what sticks out to me. Um, The Penguin, also really good. That's the grandpappy from uh, um, Grumpy Old Men. Okay. Uh, I love Grumpy Old Men, too. So do I, so do I. And Grumpier Old Men, not a good film, but I love both of them. That's fair. It's honestly, it's where my love of ice fishing comes from. Like, my dad always wanted me to go, and I was like, I don't know. And then as a little six-year-old boy watching Grumpy Old Men, I was like, nah, let's go ice fishing. Let's do this. You were like, yes, I need to now. The shenanigans that ensue. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the penguin in the Batman. Um, then we jump to Batman 89, which is a pretty big gap. We got yeah, 23 years. But how long did Batman 66 run for? Oh, that's a good call. I don't know. Batman 66. Also, just as a side note, people who like Batman 66, if you're looking for some fun nostalgia, there's a really good comic series based off Batman 66. A lot of fun. People pop up and reference it. Kevin Smith has a couple of arcs writing for it. It's really, really cool. They just continue it. It's got all the jokes. It's got the bams, the pows. I, I can't recommend it enough if you just want some light reading and really random like um pathos like like it gets like it gets uh serious like randomly so it ended in march 1968 120 episodes they filmed 68 68 it ended yep it only ran for two years that's some star trek shit right there like you think star trek you're like oh it's always been on it's like no no it hasn't because it was twice weekly during the first two seasons and only weekly for the third. So it was just, like, jam-packed. Right, right. Well, it, uh, honestly, it's just like cartoons now when you think for kids, or especially in the 90s. 90s really epitomized it. Um, which was, you think of network television now being kind of gluttonous, right? You get 22 episodes of an hour-long mm-hmm. series. That's primetime, right? However... You look at kids' programming, you get 55 to 56 episodes every Saturday for a year, a lot of those shows would run. Like, you look at a season yeah. of Power Rangers, we're talking 52, 53 episodes. Sometimes you would get 56 to 57 because they'd have a special or two for the holidays, and they'd have a compilation episode. Yeah. So, it's just crazy to think. And Batman, I wouldn't say people forget, but Batman, it was a kid's show. That was not for adults. We weren't watching it going, oh, man, what's the penguin up to this week? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that was, it was for kids. Uh, And Burt Ward. I'm just assuming Burt Ward at the time was just like, oh, I gotta, he puts on his skivvies and he just tunes in. Same bat time, same bat channel. Moving on. I was just going to say that. (laughs) Moving on to Batman 89. Uh, This was just a few years before we were born, uh, but it was a big deal. Number one, seeing Batman on the big screen again after all that time, but also because Batman between 66 and 89 got really dark in the comic books. It became an adult comic for all intents and purposes. Not that there was never adult comics or some that were at least targeted towards adults and kids, but in between there, you got things like, uh, you know, Dark Knight Returns. You got things, um, what year did The Killing Joke come out? Uh, in the 80s, I believe. Yeah, there are other darker stories, but um, yeah, eighty-eight. So, but there, but in general, like it became, you know, comic books in, in general started to skew more towards adult readers. Um, that's that's what happened in the eighties and somewhat in the late seventies, but in the eighties especially. So when eighty-nine returns, 
you had this real weird mixture of oh it's for kids but all these adults especially you know fanboy dudes were like i gotta go see the batman <laughs> you know yeah no i agree yeah. and they um and we, what'd you say i said it started that whole <laughs> i mean it kind of did though right I um mean, for, for my in my at our age i guess i would say that's when i see the start of like almost gatekeeping also like <laughs> yeah yeah right because i don't i don't think there was a gate to keep before that really um or if there was it wasn't something that anybody else was trying to get into right and here's I, the I thing it's not like there wasn't struggles for for nerds that weren't just white dudes before that like my mom always talks about um getting picked on heavily because she liked spider-man and she would have to get her brother's hand-me-down comics and she would have to get them when they weren't looking because they'd be upset mm -hmm. that she was reading them and right and uh her dad didn't think it was okay for her to be reading boys comics and quotations so it's not like there was no gatekeeping but the gatekeeping from the people who were actual fans of the things it That's kicked off so thinking, heavily yeah. around there not not that there wasn't obviously like a patriarchal oppression and and you know like white people trying to keep it and that kind of thing like, sure but but just um that from the fans of the thing themselves this is for me where it comes in is probably Batman first. And like, can I can I just say with this whole incel thing, if you don't try to gatekeep, you meet really hot and cool people that like the thing that you like. Is there anything cooler than that? <laughs> like they don't know every issue of everything that's ever been printed. How can they even be real fans? And they then can't. you get to teach like, them about it. It's so fucking cool. Like my like listen, listen, I've talked about it before. My wife way too good for me right that's just period it's an objective truth she's she's hot she's cool and she fucking loves batman like why would you try to stop that <laughs> why why i'll never, I'll never understand it I'll like you don't understand like when a new marvel movie comes out and i call the boys right chelsea is one of the boys and i'm like let's go hit the theater they're like yeah what time does emily get off work because she also wants to see fucking iron man okay like why Who doesn't yeah you when know? we sit down to play digimon cards she's not like oh there's my nerdy husband she's like which deck are we playing with tonight honey because it's the <laughs> fucking bomb man like why would you stop that i just never understood no, I don't get it either. You know how pumped I was when I met a hot girl wearing a Batman shirt at college? And she was like, yeah, I, I do you have batteries for my Game Boy? I'm like, fuck yes, I do. You said yes. Marry me. Marry me. <laughs> I did, You know, honestly, you, you joke. It was pretty quick after that that I proposed. Yeah, exactly. I know. I, and I took her to see The Dark Knight Rises and proposed at the premiere. Like... And she yeah. was stoked that it happened that day. Come on. Nerd shit. Yeah. yeah ah, I love it. It's so upsetting that people just don't, <laughs> they just don't see it. They don't see how cool that is. Like, let, let hot people like things. It just means more of the thing that you like. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, Batman 89 was a big jump for that. Tim Burton, too, bringing a weird, weird energy to that film. Casting a comedian. As well, people look down upon Michael Keaton for getting the role. As always, whenever anybody gets casted in these films, people are like, what? That's so weird. And usually turns out pretty okay. I haven't been yeah. disappointed by a casting. Maybe by Tom Hardy, only because of, like, you know, how white Tom Hardy is. I still like what he did in that role. But when you think of Bane and, like, the, this Hispanic, uh, gigantic luchador um, who was also, like, the master tactician... 
I just didn't get that vibe from Tom Hardy, obviously. Well, I don't think it's the same character. Like, it's I think not. That it's is, it's not yeah, right. I think that's why I didn't have a problem with the casting of Tom Hardy because it was clearly not the same Bane. Like he was not injecting anything. He wasn't getting real swole. Like, <laughs> I mean, he was he was big, and I it's just the he was breathing something, right? That was what the whole thing with the mask was. I don't know if I just assumed it was because like he had something going on. I did not assume <laughs> that it was because he was taking some kind of drug because he didn't like get jacked big you know when he did it which is like always in i mean he already was jacked anim- big right right but in animation his body like he becomes like sure <laughs> as way way noticeably big. like he's already a big guy he becomes huge and enraged like oh, all right well we'll get there we'll get to that conversation first batman 89 uh do you like that film um i love michael keaton in anything love, especially as a I kid yeah I and i think it was because of that what yeah i love i love tim burton i think that the creepy vibes um the prop the like prostitute propositioning right at the beginning like i think that it is um very good i like jack nicholson as the joker a lot he's in that one right because yeah. i know that there's yeah. a- jack nicholson yeah, is the joker um can we also mention the the soundtrack by prince <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah I was getting there. you know i love the soundtrack <laughs> I also uh, like that it's um that you see Vicky Vale, who was someone that I think a lot of people weren't necessarily as familiar with. Um, yeah, that was a comic. cool that was a cool not just like cool uh love interest for, for Batman, but a really, really cool like comics character to bring to life. Yeah, because we had that's not something that like you see even still, not something that you see like a ton of um being like adapted as stuff with her in it. i think you know she's I mean? been kind of played out with like because that that's it's somewhat of a re- at least originally a one note character you know you get those characters oh, yeah. who are like oh it's just a love interest for batman it's like well fuck you know like do you choose to make them deeper or do you choose to make a better character and i think often yeah. they choose to make a better character i agree i think that like there's i mean she's just basically a lois lane you know like right like a reporter type like i mean obviously not lois because lois is incredible not that vicky is not but lois is more incredible so yeah well there's been more love and time put into lois than than vicky vale that's all that i meant by that and vicky vale never became you know the love interest it was a love interest but so much back then and it'll make it sound like it's that long ago but it was we're fucking old right but if Mm -hmm. if it wasn't the love interest they weren't making them a big character because they were a girl <laughs> and you need to say it like that because it is ridiculous but... oh yeah i know i just <laughs> i appreciated like as a kid i didn't really dig the movie i loved michael keaton and it was really weird to see because you know like mr mom multiplicity i <laughs> so yeah. when i watched it, i was like i don't like that he's kind of scary um as an adult you go back and watch it, like oh this is cool i still don't think it's a great batman film uh I love the aesthetic that Tim Burton put into it, but I think that was kind of where it ended. Like, his idea of Batman, like so many of the Batmans on this list, it just wasn't my idea of Batman. That's not why I don't like it. It's that I don't think it was anyone's idea of Batman except for Tim Burton. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I So, I like it because it introduced, it's like, you know, introducing me to Batman at the time. Like when That's I see fair, it, so it right. Has- that's special so i enjoy it and like it and probably you know it's just tinged rose-colored glasses yeah the, but like that nostalgia bomb that we get dropped with yeah. every once in a while we're like oh it's not great but i love it right we just mentioned yeah, independence exactly. day right i actually just exactly i actually just got a text from my friend we went and saw the batman and we were talking about it and whatever and he just texted me um 
yesterday, and he was like, I just want you to know, I just looked at a listing of, like, people's favorite, like, a poll someone had posted of people's favorite Batmans, and he said, Michael Keaton only got 7.5% of the votes. How is that possible? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Um, I mean, again, another trend on this list is great cast in uh, okay film. Um, yeah. We'll get to George Clooney, but that's one of my biggest upsets, is George Clooney, I think, was a perfect everything to be in a Batman film and it gets put in the worst Batman movie, you know, like, um, it just, it hurts. It hurts often, uh, in my soul. Listen, ER was such a big thing in my childhood. Uh, I, I, I love George Clooney so much. One, one fine day is another great one. Uh, uh, Michelle Should Pfeiffer, you? you know, Catwoman, come on. Should we do a George Clooney episode? Uh, yes, please. Just so I can talk about One Fine Day for like an hour and a half. A movie that nobody fucking thinks about. I mean, it's a good one. It's not that it's not a good movie. Uh, listen, anytime you have George Clooney and Michelle Pfeiffer in one film, come on. It's also got, um, oh, the little girl turned uh, weird girl from Arrested Development. Uh, she was also in... Uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower, the movie adaptation, and Scott Pilgrim. And Max Keeble from Max Keeble's Big Move. I know who you're talking about, but I cannot think of her name. And are you Googling or do you want me to? Um, I was doing a bit because no one can remember her name in Arrested Development. And now I actually can't remember her name. <laughs> and That's I think close. it's her name in Arrested Development is the joke. Um... <laughs> But that's the thing, like, everyone forgets that Anne is there because she's, like, just kind of ho-hum. And she's not on the front page of the Arrested Development IMDb. Wow, wow, just really carrying that through. I didn't remember that Nina Dobrev was in uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Who was she in Perks of Being a Wallflower? Candace. Really? I need to rewatch that film. Um, I can't reread the book because I think it'll hurt too much, but I'll reread, uh, or I'll rewatch the movie. Ezra Miller's in there too, Paul Rudd. Ezra Miller's a main character. Well, yeah, I know, I know that, but, uh, Control F and. There we go, (laughs) Mae Whitman. Mae Whitman, yeah, I just found it too. Yeah. which I love Mae Whitman though. She dude, her chemistry with George Clooney in that movie as his daughter. Oh man, you really need to watch One Fine Day again. Can we just yeah, do a I One mean, Fine Day rewatch? I I don't know why this movie is so cemented in my brain. It's probably not a good film, but as a kid, like it's one of my mom's favorite movies, so I've seen it like ten million times. Mm-hmm. It's like First Wives Club, like not a good film, but I've seen it so many times that like it is like, important to me. She's in Independence Day. Of course. And the president's daughter. Yes, exactly. The same, the same year that she plays in One Fine Day. No way. Know? Same year? 1996, man. A good year for film. Good good year for film. Fuck. All right. Anyways, moving on, though. Um, Batman's Katara, cool. And that's the best part. No, What's I that? can't let it go. I said she voices Katara, and that's the best part. Yes. Yes. Good call. Good call. Um, so Michael Keaton, good. Jack Nicholson, okay. I would say okay. He's terrifying, but I the weird Joker is the thing. The entire yeah. thing. Um, I I did like again. Jack Nicholson kind of underrated when it comes to because people always think of him as a villain. You no, know, I'm Jack because he kind of plays himself now. But he has some range. You know, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, and Jack Napier at the beginning of 
of the Batman or just Batman 89 um, is kind of meek, right? Like he has a few of those moments before he gets turned into the Joker and he pulls it off. So I just don't think that that gets referenced enough. However, Batman murders everybody in that film. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I would say I would argue a larger kill count than Joker. I, I don't know the actual numbers. I'm sure someone has a fact on that, but he fucks up a lot of people with bombs. So, uh, anyways, Batman Returns, the next outing for Michael Keaton. I like this one way more, partly because I love yeah. Danny DeVito, partly because of Michelle yes. Pfeiffer. Uh, yes. Just so good. Yeah, honey, I'm home. Oh, wait, I'm not married. Like, <laughs> lives in my head rent-free. And when she comes home in a daze because she just fucking fell out of a 90-story building, come on. Uh, I like it way more. I, I would say, like, so there's, like, I've been I think a few leaked scripts and stuff of, like, how much that movie changed in post-production. Uh, one of the things, Danny DeVito's character was supposed to be brothers with Christopher Walken's character. Okay. That as, like, been the abandoned first son. And I think that would have worked so much better for the film. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, lot, because Christopher actually. Walken's character is kind of random in that movie, right? Right. Like, I love Christopher Walken, but it just doesn't feel as... Yeah, it feels out of place, but I feel like if that would, if they would have kept that, that would have been so good. Also, can we go back and talk about... Uh, we didn't even talk about... Um, oh, oh, shoot. Uh, Harvey Dent in 89. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did. Yeah. We did and the abandoned idea of him coming back as Two-Face. Yeah. Because they didn't... It didn't end up happening, correct? No. No. That's what I thought. Billy D. Williams, um, awesome as Harvey Dent. Um, but so the reason why I want to mention it is I just like there's a comic book follow follow up to sixty six, there's a comic book follow up to Batman eighty nine. And they do make Billy D. Williams into Two Face. And it's nice. like drawn with his likeness and everything. It's really, really cool, really well done. I highly recommend that comic as well. Did they have to pay him? Probably? Yeah, one hundred percent. Everyone looks like like the people like michael it, batman is michael keaton billy d williams is two-face it's like have you read uh many of the star wars mainstay comics from marvel yeah yeah like you know how like randomly like it'll look just like, like they drew like over top of, like the panel is just a shot from empire strikes back of han yeah exactly that's exactly what it looks like but better in the batman 89 book okay uh, but I highly recommend that one. If anything, just for the art design. Just seeing Billy D. Williams finally as Two-Face was really neat. Um, then let's move on to, I would say, a better film than people give credit for. No. But not great. Batman no. Forever. Batman Forever. Batnips. No. Jim Carrey, baby. Uh, I do like Jim Carrey a lot. He's so unhinged. Why wasn't he the Joker? Like, man, he would have right, played yeah. an awesome Joker for that version. But, man, Schumacher... Uh, he was just all over the place. Val Kilmer does not get enough credit as Bruce Wayne slash Batman. I love him as that. Actually, oh. I think he's a really does a really good job. He just doesn't get as much to do. Yeah, I just, I just, he's okay. What about <laughs> Nicole Kidman as the character who just wants to fuck Batman? Like that's her entire motivation for that film. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like, I, it. is it Silver Saint Cloud? Same. Is that the character? It's not coming up on my first list. I'm sorry. I was looking at some stuff about Val Kilmer because I. Yep, it is. It is. I, yeah. Basically, I uh, dislike him from because of Top Gun. You know, like it was hard for me. He comes back. Iceman becomes his new goose. You can watch my back anytime. Come on. 
don't know. I'm excited to see the new Maverick movie. Actually, they're they brought back uh, Val Kilmer for a couple parts, even that, though like he can't that's talk what, anymore and stuff. That's what I was reading. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was about them bringing him back. I got distressed. Have you watched um, the Val documentary? No, dude. I mean, so I mean, he disclaimer just like with uh um the last dance with michael jordan he's a big he's a producer on it and like played a big role in creating it but it is heartbreaking and really really well told and gives him a fair shake and he doesn't like shy away from some of the stranger stuff like when people talk about him like the island of dr moreau and how he was trouble on that movie just like uh the guy from godfather like he doesn't like shy away from anything like that uh, he talks a lot about that stuff and the troubles that he's had and why you don't see him in movies. And it's not for the same reasons that you think. It's really good film. Highly recommend it. It's on Hulu. Huh. I have to check it out. Yeah. Be ready to cry. And apologize to fucking Iceman, okay? Okay. I'll, I'll be ready. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like Batman forever more than most. I still think it's great. Uh, I liked Chris O'Donnell because it was the 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that movie where uh, it was basically The Bachelor on drugs? Uh, it, he His great like uncle is going to leave him a bunch of money, but he's got to get married first. So it's just a bunch of people trying to hunt him down to propose to him. I do not remember that movie. Not a good film. That's why I don't remember the name. But uh, that happened. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you like anything about Batman Forever? I like Val. I like Nicole Kidman's weird-ass character. I liked I Chris like O'Donnell Jim as Robin, but I, not a good Robin in the movie. I like Jim Carrey. He's my favorite part, probably, of Okay. the movie. Yeah, Jim Carrey's awesome That's... in it, and some weird-ass, like, Ghostbusters outfits and machinery, too. Yeah, yeah, I think that he, his... It's more a movie about him, though. Like you said, like, Val Kilmer doesn't have, like, a ton to do. Not really. It's kind of, like, cheeks at the camera, smiles, puts on the bat suit. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it's interesting because, like, at the time, people were really upset because Keaton didn't come back because originally he had been offered, I think, to come back. Yeah, but they weren't bringing back Burton, and he was like, fuck that. And, and, like, the script was silly. And Tim Burton's version wasn't silly. Yeah, they were trying to make it more... um, camp comic book aesthetic yeah campy yeah i like to think that it was just the bat nips like he was like all right we can change tone whatever nips gotta go (laughs) (laughs) hi i'm charday and i'm lissa and together we're the The slovenly trolls we're not your average dandy podcast we do monthly deep dives on topics like D&D art, the early years of TSR hobbies, and rhetoric, all with cited sources. Think of it like a feminist critique of D&D. Or don't. We're not your moms. Or are we? Check us out wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on social media at Slovenly Trolls. Tune in on the first of every month for new episodes. See you there. And don't forget the number one rule of D&D. Don't be a dick. Hi, my name is Terry Smith. You might know me as one of the hosts of Right in the Fields, or perhaps if you've heard some of the crossover content with the Slovenly Trolls. But I also write comic books for Can'tBeKilledCreations.com, and we have our first full-size comic book coming out called Growing Up. Getting older is exciting, moving on to bigger and better things, but what happens to the childish things left behind? Moving on is hard, but that's growing up. 
From neon colored folders to action figures to trading cards, growing up shows the final moments of the doomed worlds our toys and childhood machinations inhabit before they are thrown away as we grow up. Available on Amazon and Comixology. Um, then we go to my wife's favorite Batman movie for fun reasons, but Batman and Robin. Uma Thurman, Arnold Schwarzenegger, George Clooney, still Chris O'Donnell. Like, come on. Come on. How could you not like this film? It's, it's Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone as uh, Batgirl. Um, Batman has a credit card. Uh, he's got ice skates. Uh, there's diamonds. <laughs> it's got everything. There is a Bane. There's Bane, and he gets big. He gets comic book big from I the liquid. Know he does. I know. Still not Hispanic. Well, weird, like, gimp as well to Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy. It's a strange thing. Tying their origin together was impressive and a cool idea. Not done well there. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger getting the really, really sad version of the... Uh, Mr. Freeze from the animated series was, again, really cool idea. Uh, weird to have it in the movie. And to have his scenes be the only scenes with, like, heart. But you can see Arnold Schwarzenegger and George Clooney as, like, really good actors in that scene, right? Like, I felt the emotion there in a movie that had no emotion up until then. It had then. no emotion. That was only laughs and chuckles. <laughs> oh, man. But the puns are on point through the entire film. Uh, as a kid, I was like, this is weird, even. <laughs> like, because, like, that was right around when the animated series was on. So I was watching that when um, Batman and Robin came out. And I'm like, well, listen, Batman and Robin is weird. Batman and the animated no. series is fucking amazing. I don't understand what's happening here. It's definitely weird. And I think for me, it was really hard at that point to understand the recasting all the time. <laughs> yeah, like, hold on. That's not Val Kilmer. Right. But it was like the same Robin, but it was a different Batman. I, that, like, ruined it for me. And not, like, in a way that I was like, it had to be. I just could not compute in my mind what was happening. I think it's what taught me to be okay with, like, the structure of a movie versus a comic book and to, to be able to, you know, uh, that suspension of disbelief, you know, it really helped with wrapping my head around. Like, there's still common audiences who are like, so there's a multiverse? Like, like so the Fantastic Four movie isn't in these movies. There's going to be a different Mr. Fantastic. That kind of jump is still difficult for some audiences. And I think one of the reasons why so many nerds from around that time don't have that problem is because of things like Batman and Robin. We're like, okay, Robin's the same, Batman's different, same movie continuity, keep going. Yeah, and for me, it just it was hard for me to understand until later that it was the same movie continuity. I just was like, so they just liked Robin, so they just, you know, like, he was the same. <laughs> listen, right, like, that's, you know, producers are like, listen, get rid of everybody, get me Chris O'Donnell, okay? Oh, you know what? We can keep Alfred, too. He's fine. Commissioner Gordon, maybe. It's a big maybe. As long as we can put nips on his police uniform, he can stay. <laughs> Listen, Chris O'Donnell, Paul Walker Light. That's all you need to know. Paul Walker Light. <laughs> oh, man. That is way too poignant. That is, whoa, man. That is on point. Uh, I, wow, you blew my mind there a little bit. Uh, Chris O'Donnell in NCIS, weirdly enough. Yeah. That's uh, where the, he ended up. Isn't he Los Angeles? Yes, it He's is. Yeah. Strange, strange. Yeah. No earring. No earring. No earring. He does play a, a cool guy, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Chris O'Donnell. How could you not? Yeah, that's fair. 
Chris O'Donnell is one of those actors too, where like if you weren't born in the '90s, you have no fucking clue who he is. Well, that's why I said Paul Walker Light, like for people who don't know. Like, but Paul Walker now, like, was that, and then Fast and Furious fucking blew up, right? So. Right. Well, and it's just because like his death and like it being while he was driving fast and after being in a series of Fast and Furious. So like it has more staying power for a lot of even people that like weren't alive when he was alive. Like they still know who Paul Walker is versus Chris O'Donnell. Can I say alive. real quick, I was at a dinner. Uh, I would say two, three weeks okay, after that happened. Can we stop and just the way that you said I was at a dinner makes you sound way more important. He was at like a family dinner. Everyone. No, was I wasn't. I was at a dinner with some friends. They're retirees. Uh, listen, so fuck you. I was at a dinner party uh, because I'm well to do. I am a man about town. Thank you. Picture me dressed exactly like the guy from the Monopoly game. Okay, that's me. Uh, I was at a dinner, fuckface, and it was just after that all happened, and we were all talking about it. And somebody else that was attending the party, it was like, oh, Paul Walker. And at the same time, I thought we were both going to say tragic. That's what I said, right? They said poetic. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, no. No, sir, you that's are not, incorrect. But that's, that's just stuck not. with me. That is stuck with me. Uh, it's just like one of those moments where it's like, oh, it's going to be kismet. And they're like, oh, no, you're weird and poetic. Come on now. Uh, anyways, uh, moving on from Batman and Robin, Batman Begins, 2005. I skipped this movie when it first came out. 2005, I was just so not interested in this version of Batman, I think I had been burned from Batman and Robin. Um, by then, I had seen uh, all the Batman animated series stuff, which was amazing. Uh, I was also really, really deep into Marvel Comics in 2005. Uh, so we're talking like Civil War, Spider-Man Back in Black, that kind of thing at the time. Uh, maybe a little bit before that, uh, but still, I was super duper into Marvel. And weirdly enough, Archie and Sonic comics. <laughs> So, okay. so I just like wasn't in, in on like the DC camp at all. And the movie, because it was so serious and so grounded and adult, I, at the time I just didn't I just didn't care. In two thousand five, I would have been like nine or ten, and I just I, like my dad was like, "Do you want to go see it?" And I was like, "I don't, I don't. Let's skip Batman uh, Begins." Did you watch it in two thousand and five? Yes. Really, really. So, what do you think? Yes. Um, I, I liked it. It didn't feel very Batman-y. So I had, at the time, I was watching a lot of the animated series again. I was watching a lot of, like, Justice League and Unlimited and that, like, the same continuity. Sure, sure. Um, the same stuff that I was watching, right? And Right. And, and so when I see this, I was like, that's not Precious. That's not Rosal. You know what I mean? I was like, that's not it. Like, I mean, it is, but... It's not, it was not comic-y at all, I guess, was my main thing. It was, like, it was trying to be, like, an, in, an Independence Day or something. I mean, it's, like, it's, it's like, a Bond film if he became a ninja. Right. Like, that, yeah, that, exactly. that is the thing. Uh, now, it's when I go fun. back and like, watch it, though, I think it's, it's a good film. I don't think it gets enough credit because of how good The Dark Knight is. Yeah, so, it's good. It's the worst of the three. What? No, no, it is not the worst of the three. Are you fucking kidding me? No. No, you are so wrong. All right, we'll get to it. We'll have the discussion when we get to Dark Knight Rises. But you know what it gives me? It gives me the vibes of like 
the origin vibes of the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Okay, okay. I mean, it is. Uh, it's an origin movie. No, I know. And so I don't know if just like it, it just was took too long with the origin stuff or what. But it just it is like the it's it that is the majority of the movie, right? Yeah, uh, like, like, and that's fine now. Like as now, I go and watch it. But when I was watching it then, I was like, mm. going back and reading it, it's obviously it's big year one vibes, right? Like he he's off and he's training, and uh, a lot of it is some of the origin story stuff we got in the comics, just a little bit later as like a whole thing. But like it, most of it is like him trying to find himself, and that's why I really dug it. It really gave character to Bruce Wayne and the motivations behind it. And to, to you know, Batman 89's credit, I loved that it just jumped right in. He's already been Batman for a while. He's already weird. He's a recluse. But if they were going to do an origin story, like you mentioned, like Spider-Man, I liked that they went whole hog into it. It wasn't, oh, I fell down in the well, flash forward, I think I want to fight crime. It's like, no, no, no. His parents are dead. He never knows what to do. And he goes off and finds himself abroad and becomes a ninja and comes back and you see the subterfuge of it we don't get the detective stuff but you get to see why he has the ninja skills and then with the the origin of lucius fox making his um gadgets for him i really really dug all of that stuff in that movie when i finally went back i think the third act like you mentioned it's it's weak and so when you finally get batman it's not that good yeah Uh, and that's i mean i think that it is like it just wasn't that wasn't the part that i I that's not what you were interested in right right you want to see the batman Right, and then when I get the Batman, it's, like, not that good. Now I go back, and I can appreciate the origin or whatever, but when I watched it in 2005, I was like, mm. And that, listen, here, definitely, as I mentioned, I was right there with you. I skipped the movie in 2005. I was like, fuck that. Um, but I did, like, going back, I do like that one more than what I originally did. Uh, but then moving on to The Dark Knight, God, point, place, and time. I remember it was such a big deal. I didn't even, I hadn't even seen Batman Begins. And the hype around it was so big. It was when my uh, friend group really expanded. So, like, the next generation up of nerds at our high school, like, two, three grades above us, um, we were, like, right around freshmen at the time. And or maybe maybe we were even in middle school. Yeah, because our middle school was part of our high school. Like, I think I was in seventh or eighth grade. And the older nerdy kids just wanted to get as many people who were into Batman as possible to go see it. And they were like, hey – that weird kid Terry and his friends likes Batman. They're wearing Batman clothes. Like, maybe they'll go see it with us. And, you know, we were 13 right around there. Like, we didn't have cars. And I was like, yeah, well, you if... drive. yeah, sorry. No, that wasn't what I saw. Hey, if, if you drive us there, we'll go kind of thing. <laughs> and, and they're like, well, sure, man. And I remember my mom freaking out. And I was like, I'm going with some friends to the movies. And a car pulls up and not an adult is in the driver's seat, right? exactly and it was like and it was a bunch of the and it was like several cars you know pulled up because they you know, we gotta follow it's a convoy you know to go see the dark yeah, night and they also Naturally. they wanted people to go so bad they bought my ticket and I was just so excited. So not only did I make a bunch of new friends, we get there and it opens up like the heat. Like, are you fucking yeah, kidding me? Exactly. Even with the guy from the heat, are you kidding me? Yep. Oh god, that opening is probably one of the best put to film. I don't not comic book films, like one of the best crime openings ever. The the bank robbery and then it's revealed to be the Joker. Ah, oh, as a Batman film, eh. But as a Joker film, fuck, is that movie so good? I, I just I, I don't think there's anything we could say that hasn't been said a million times. Heath Ledger, obviously amazing. I like Christian Bale in the movie. It's just not a it's not a Batman movie, you know? He's in it. 
Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just not a. It's it's about Heath. Ledger. It's Heath Ledger's movie. It's Heath right? Ledger and, and, Har- and, Har- and Har- Harvey, Dent. Harvey Dent. Thank you, thank you. I was gonna say, I'm like, listen, like we can't we can't not mention Harvey Dent in that movie. I can't think of that actor's name. Harvey Dent, Dark Knight. What was the name of that actor? Um, uh, uh, Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart, like oh, so good. And dude, Rachel. Rachel's really good in that movie too. I I like her better. Maggie Katie Gyllenhaal. No, Katie Holmes is the first. Or no, Katie Holmes is in Batman Begins. Katie Holmes is in Batman Begins, which I Maggie think she Gyllenhaal does a really good job in that movie. But Maggie yes. Gyllenhaal really brings the lawyer yes. vibes. Correct, yes. And I think she does a really good job. And man, is that scene so heartbreaking when Batman gets there and it was the twist and he saves Two-Face. So so good. And that being the impetus to, to break Harvey Dent, I think was awesome because he was the White Knight of Gotham. That entire storyline, it's just such a great film really cool like comic booky stuff i wish batman would have done any detective stuff at all yeah i also like i mean i think that magic maggie gyllenhaal does a good job i just there are there were so many women in the batman comics to choose from and he they created and they create, one they create, <laughs> and they create a new and like that's fine you don't have to it doesn't always have to be nods to the comics and that kind of thing but it's like we hadn't seen a lot of there are there are people that had not gotten any time at all that could have done the role just as well, I think, and also added like some more backstory. I I, 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 I agree with you there with it being so tied to Bruce's childhood. However, right. if you look at like none of them become a lawyer, right? Like there, there was never like that foil to Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent has a different wife in the comics. That's usually who gets brought into those stories. Like if you look at the long Halloween and yeah, uh, like, you know, also serial killer and stuff like there's yeah. there's a lot of baggage if you bring in those characters. So normally I'm with you. I'm like, oh, just use a different character that's already there. I don't think there was one that could fit that role. And that's why the nolan brothers went with their creation of rachel i guess that's fine yeah I but guess I, I, mean, I do I agree with you i normally i just prefer i'm like just there's somebody from the yeah. comics you can fucking pick right right there's someone you could pick even if it was you know traditionally a man you cast it as a woman like there are there is someone who there's someone you know, there's a character that there's some lineage there uh i don't like the cw verse very much for a lot of different reasons but that's something they do really well um it's like oh it's a random character but it's a random character from the comics like i I think that that's a cool nod um but yeah dark knight fucking amazing anything else you want to say before we go to the next one uh i mean just that it was a a movie about the joker more so (laughs) it it was that's the thing like i don't think that again i not that i mean everything's subjective right but i think there's a little objectivity to go i don't really think batman was the main character in that film no and i think that like it gives you some like i think that so that when it does, when he does come on screen, like when he's doing the where is she, like now it's become like a giant joke because it's very funny <laughs> almost. Because like I like I I'm not not that I'm not invested because I watched two movies of you, but like I want to see what he's gonna do. Kind of like the scene, like when he breaks out, he's like got the like a dog and he's like out looking out the car, like yeah, that was way more poignant for at the time where I'm like this matters. Whereas with Batman, a lot of the stuff he did didn't. Which is cool. Yeah. I like that he was like he was helpless in a lot of that film, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that is neat too. Um, in the ending, like it didn't feel like oh he outsmarted the Joker. It was like oh this is just this is what happens because it's it's entropy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, then on to Dark Knight Rises. I think a middling film. 
I think there's some parts that are so cool in it and some parts where they were just like, Nolan, make another one. He was like, all right, uh, so pinwheel spins and he throws the, <laughs> the dart at the board and like, okay, uh, we got Rachel Ghoul's daughter, uh, bam. And we got spins, Tom Hardy as spins Bane. Good. Let's go. I, so I really liked that they brought in Talia, um, Great yeah, call back to, to Begins as, like, the yeah. twist. And I, I like yeah. Tom Hardy as Bane, as her accomplice. I think there's some really cool stuff there. Yeah, I think that, so I have some bias towards it because it is Kyle's um, favorite, potentially even more than The Dark Knight. He Your lover, really... for the people at home who don't know. Yeah, yeah. So we watch it um, more than probably any of the rest of them. So, okay. like, <laughs> just by pure osmosis. Yeah. Like, <laughs> think that it is better than batman begins i don't think it's as good as the dark knight obviously um, i think just under scrutiny it breaks apart because like tom hardy as bane is terrifying and i love all the stuff that they do with his little group and the fire rises and what's happening in the background but when you look at any of the plot on like a whiteboard none of it holds together for no, any reason that's why i like it less that's the only reason like i would i would argue that there's cooler stuff in dark knight rises than batman begins just period yeah. Um, I really also enjoyed Selena Kyle's this like Anne Hathaway's version. I wish we could have um, got more of her though. That's my that's yeah. my issue with her in that film. I think she does a good job. I don't think she does as good of a job as Zoe Kravitz, but I don't think they gave her as much no. to work with. Is the thing. Um, also, I just love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So I love Anne Hathaway and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and I've watched them both in some fucking terrible films. I like also the so Robin is my favorite. You know, like one of my favorite things about Batman. And so I like that at the end, it comes out that his name, like that he is now. Okay, but the way that they did it. So if you don't know in the comics, Dick Grayson is a cop. Dick Grayson becomes a cop yeah. in Bloodhaven. Yeah. He's, you know, just running around the streets. He's a, you know, uh, a hat and uniform. He's got the badge. And then at night he becomes Nightwing. Like that's a thing. Yeah. They could have easily, like he's an orphan in this too. They say like he's an orphan. I'm like, you could just, his name could be Richard. His name could be Richard. It would have been fine. But, no, you it, should go with your middle name, Robin. I like that. Like, who the fuck says that? It could. It, exactly. It could be. And I agree that it could have been done a lot better. But I just think that that is part of the problem that I have with the Nolanverse. Is, once again, it's got to be so grounded in reality and whatever. He, and you so, can, and Sometimes it feels like he wished this wasn't a Batman movie. Exactly. And that's that was going to be my final point. Is that a lot of times, and with the exception of Keith Ledger's exceptional performance as the Joker. Yeah. It feels like it's not a like if you if you put James Bond into the role of Batman, he can do all of the same things that Bruce did, which is like not. That's not the point of Batman. Right. Like the whole thing is like he's doing things that no one can do and that it's like and it's also partially his fault almost always. Yes. And and it's that tragic character. And there's there's bits and pieces of that there, but I don't think they go far enough with it. And dark knight rises is probably the, the one of the reasons why i just like it the most other than the plot issues which are big um is that that one specifically feels like nolan not wanting to make another batman movie but having to yeah and that's that's where like, it starts to lose me like again joseph gordon levitt good in the film and hathaway good in the film but it was like he was like i don't want it to be catwoman i don't want him to be robin you know, like, they're, they're, it almost felt like they were upset that they were making a comic book movie at certain points. And that's where it, it loses it for me. Also, we did not mention enough Morgan Freeman uh, oh, being yeah, Lucius yeah, Fox. 
like <laughs> the waters are receding like all of it like i love morgan freeman of that he did the in dark knight rises plays the exact same character he played in that cold fusion keanu reeves movie uh from the 90s <laughs> though it was the exact same plot too about, about the, like a nuclear device in a river it's the same thing yeah but <laughs> I love Michael Caine's Alfred, I liked a lot, and uh, Michael Caine's Alfred specifically with Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne was so fucking yeah. good. I also really enjoyed Gary Oldman. Okay, how did I not mention Gary Oldman in any of this? Uh, I love Jeffrey Wright's um, uh, Gordon, but yeah, but man, Gary Oldman's Gordon does so much in those films. I think that, yeah, I think that Jeffrey Wright, like, we give his character, because I really, really enjoyed what they set up. Um, but he didn't have as much time. Like, right. obviously, and we've had that, three movies with Gary Oldman, but. Right, and so we've seen the evolution. If, when, and if and when we get more of Jeffrey Wright's, I think that it will, he will be, in my opinion, a better. Yeah, Maybe not I a think better, so. but my, a, or at least on par. Yeah. And I think being able to see him as early on uh, and, and grow into that commissioner role, I think will yeah, be really and not cool. Already, exactly. Not already be there and that kind of thing. Right? And we saw Gary Oldman do a lot of cop stuff. We didn't see him do a lot of detective stuff in the series right. is the other and that's part. That's my too. main fault also with all of the Batman's that we've talked about is no detective work. There's no and detective work. There's no mystery really. He's the world's greatest detective. Not in those. No, I know. But I just, that, I mean, that is the part of him that I like. And that's the part that I liked in the animated series. The best. Yes. Like, detective stuff he does. And that's the, the that was the, one of the disappointing things for Batman Begins for me when I did finally go back and watch it is in the animated series and in the comics as well, Ra's al Ghul can teach Batman to be a better ninja and to be an assassin almost. But the thing that he always praises him on is being the world's greatest detective because even though Ra's is an analytical mind and a master tactician, he can't solve some problems and he goes to Batman for that because Batman can do that better than anyone else. And that becomes the yin to his yang almost. He's like, yeah. like Raish can go do it with a sword, but Batman can figure out where the sword needs to go. And that's why he always wanted him to become the demon's head because he, yeah. he had that thing that he was missing. And we never got that out of his relationship with Liam Neeson's Raish or with, it was it Chow Young Fat. Like who played the other Raish in the movie? I thought it was just Liam Neeson. No, well, they they kind of like set it up to like he was always the thing, but there was another guy that was training there was that was set up to almost be Raish in the. Oh, one. I don't remember. I don't remember. I know what you're talking about now. The like before you know who's behind the curtain kind of thing. Uh Ken Watanabe, Watanabe, okay. that's his name. But anyways, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, being the decoy, they credit him as the decoy Raish, which is yeah. sad, but. Ken Watanabe, um, but but any of that stuff, like they just don't they don't hit that part, so it falls flat for me eventually. Um, but I, I like Dark Knight Rises probably again more than more than most, but I still don't think it's great. Uh, moving on to what we can both agree not not great, not great. Batman v Superman, not good. The V stands for vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know even what to say. I don't know either. It's not good. It's not good. Um, I like Ben Affleck as Batman. I think that could have really worked. Um, especially being like the older grizzled Batman coming back to the light. I, I, I like that. I, I think his suit is fucking awesome. I think his suit is really cool. Let's start there. Yeah, <laughs> his suit is really awesome. 
However, making him as broken as they did, um, wasting um, Jeremy Irons as, as Alfred also really yeah. sucked. Um, making Robin have died and carried a spear and all of that weird stuff, I didn't like. Um, I was okay I feel- with... Let's go ahead. I think that Robin died, but we never see anything else come of it, really. No, and I never got the vibes that the Joker earned that kill, you know? Like, that seemed really weird. And I still, again, I didn't like the fact that all the flashback, like, the stuff that he put up in the thing was that Robin carried a fucking, like, glaive, basically. Like, that was weird to me. I'm like, just give him a bow staff. Why has it got to be a spirit? He's like, because that's how you kill bad guys. I'm like, that's fair. That is how you would kill bad guys. But <laughs> just seems extreme. Um, everything about about it was trying to be, like, the Dragon Ball Z version of Batman, right? Just like, whoa! Yeah, metal. and it sucks because I think that he... I think that Ben Affleck, as Bruce Wayne, fits the look the most. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I mean, think it could have been really cool. Build, but I just think that he reminds me the most of animated series, which is, in my opinion, the the epitome. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, right. And I think he would have been really cool. I was really excited at the time for Batman, uh, for Batfleck, basically, like the, the Ben Affleck solo movie that he was going to write and direct. Because I like Ben Affleck as a writer and director. I think he makes some really cool shit. And I think that could have been a really cool film. It was supposed to be him facing off against Deathstroke. And I was really excited to see that, and it sucked that like all the like personal turmoil that Ben Affleck had around that time, and that was caused by him trying to be Batman and him falling back yeah. into alcoholism, like all of that shit. Like I'm not mad at him for not being Batman or anything like that. I just think again, like with so many of these films, such fun casting, and like like not even to mention Henry Cavill as Superman, um, being squandered in that movie, which I think is bad. It's not as bad as people give it credit for. Uh, if you Mark watch the extended Harry. cut, what? No, I haven't watched the extended cut. The extended cut is a better film. Is it a good film? No. <laughs> but it's a better film than than Batman v Superman originally was. Um, do you have anything else to say on Batman v Superman? I just no, I don't. I like Henry Cavill a lot. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, I, 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 I again the, the casting. Role. I like everybody in it as as their roles. The level of vi- like of violence of him, like it was so upsetting. I, can we mention though the choreography in the scene where he breaks into that warehouse? That was cool. That felt like playing Batman Arkham. Like he's yeah, like he guess, jumps yeah. across the crate, he disarms yeah. like three people. They shoot. He dodges out of the way, knocks it into the people, and he drops down from the ceiling. Like, all that stuff felt really cool, and he felt scary when he was Batman. Like when he skitters off the roof in that opening yeah. scene. I'm like, oh, he's terrifying, you know. So there was some really cool stuff in there. Just as a whole, not a good movie. So a squandered Batfleck. I for the first, I mean, for the first time that he that I see him interact with a Lex Luthor character. Yeah. Um, also, I thought that was wasted because yes, it just because that that's some of the best interactions so in the animated series, man. Yeah, and <sighs> it was so and it was so much going on in one movie. It was just too. It was just yeah. Boring. That's the thing is it, it is like overall not a good film. No. Okay, so on to the next not good film on the list: Justice League. <laughs> uh, cooler Batman. He gets to do Batman esque things. I think it yeah. was too late. Yeah, at that point, people were already ridiculing it. Already ridiculing it. It's hard. Like now, he's supposed to be hope and light and bring everything back. When like we we know that he that he had Robin out there stabbing people to death, 
and yeah. he's there and he's trying to recruit the flash like those moments were cool the movie's not good we can get past all of the the weird shit behind the scenes a lot of racism a lot of sexism a lot of other shit that was caused by joss whedon a lot of weird stuff that was already implanted in there by Zack snyder not those things but just not good storytelling things justice league not a good movie the extended cut a little bit better but it's nine hours long um yeah the extended cut is a is a, it makes at least it makes it less like what the fuck is going it's on it's one vision which i think will always be better than too many hands in the cookie jar is the thing it will yeah. always be better i don't hate joss whedon's justice league either i don't think it's again the worst film i had ever seen is it a good film still <laughs> no i mean we've all, we've all seen the live action avatar and that is the worst film of ever exactly and all. all the character motivations don't make any sense right like batman now all of a sudden you're like oh no he was the best of us i'm like you just tried to murder him about three minutes before you decided he was the best of us so don't buy that at all um however yeah. i do i still like ben affleck as bruce wayne and that him recruiting people was fun in that movie um like the scene with him and ezra miller when they first meet and he's like what's your superpower and he's like i'm rich like that's just that's golden that's fun shit yes yes I, I i have fun with it and when like aquaman you know my man is like you know that man's crazy my I, man i love jason momoa so. <laughs> like that shit like it's still fun and he still looks good as batman even though he gets that weird cowl at the end of justice league which i don't like um yeah him bankrolling the group and he's like here's all my gadgets that stuff's fun and it's just a waste and it sucks that we'll never get ben affleck again other like he's gonna be in moments of the flash so that'll be cool to see i don't have high hopes for that film it'll be cool to see michael keaton back uh um, <laughs> ben I, really, affleck, I really but. enjoy uh gail godot as wonder woman and i thought that she was good in this i thought she was good in it um, I liked her scenes with Ben Affleck specifically. Again, her story makes no sense in that that universe, and it kind of pulls me out of it. Um, but I liked their chemistry together, especially like for the three minutes where you can forget that movie sucked. Um, like when they when she shows up, it's like, oh, is she with you? And it's just like, oh, another superhero shows up because that's comic books, right? I enjoy that aspect of it. They're like, well, this this chick can help us. Let's fucking team up. Let's do this. Let's fight this big bad guy. Because that's comic books. You know, sometimes a person will show up and then, like, the last pa like panel slash page of the comic book, it'll be, like, their little tag. Where it's like, this is Wonder Woman. I'm like, oh, shit, who's Wonder Woman? That's that. I like that part of, of Batman v Superman. And I like her agreeing to join them and them trying to build a team. And she's been a superhero for a lot longer than Batman in justice league that stuff is cool and when they're finally the justice league again for like two seconds superman's saving buildings he's like you know i really i like uh i like justice i'm a big fan of uh um what what's the what's the line he says uh uh, the, uh man i i'm i'm broken i can't remember the movie broke me so much that i can't even remember I the don't. thing he says i have no idea what he says because I've only seen, I saw it once, and then I saw the Snyder Cut once, and that was it. Okay, so 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 Superman's thing is truth, justice, and the American way, which is now just truth yeah. and justice, because fuck the American way. But, um, you know, when he's talking to the bad guy, he's like, I believe in truth, but I'm also a big fan of justice. That stuff is so cool, and seeing Batman being inspired by that is really cool. It's just not earned at all. So my whole thing is that this whole fucking movie feels like it's trying to be a Marvel movie, and it's not. These characters are not Marvel characters. The machinations are not the same, and you can't, you can't, like, with the hokey, with the with the line like that, right? And I think it's a good line. I'm not saying that it's not a good line. No, but it's just what not earned, and it's not in it's the not Snyder Cut either. 
No, it's not earned, and it's not, like, and it just feels like they were like, well, we didn't, you know, Batman v Superman got so much flack, like, we gotta throw that out, and so we just gotta make, like, a crazy, let's just go and throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. They just keep that. taking a lot of half measures, right? Like, if you're gonna throw it out, start over. If yeah, you're exactly. If you're going <laughs> to say this is the wrong vibe, don't try to cram a new vibe in there, start over. Yeah. So you can keep the same characters and start over. Like, yes, we, we like we wouldn't care. Again, the casting I I enjoy heavily. I think Ezra Miller as the Flash I I'm not a gigantic fan of because that's not really Barry. But Barry also isn't that good of a character a lot of times. So I'm okay with them trying to do something Wally, new. Wally is a way better. Why player. wasn't he just Wally? Just like in the in the Why animated Justice League, like it was so <laughs> great because Wally is such a better Wally. character. And he fits, and Ezra Miller fits Wally better. Yes, yeah, so Miller much like, with him being sarcastic and, and like, like too funny for the group, and but younger. That's Wally West! Exactly. <sighs> but we can, we can hodgepodge all that in a different time. That is, that is Ben Affleck. Uh, we only got a few minutes left. We gotta go. We have a meeting in five minutes. We, we've already talked about the Batman uh go yep. listen to our episode on the batman if you like two this conversation <laughs> two whole hours of it almost three um the one thing we'll say there was one more anecdote that you wanted to toss out there that you found about matt reeves on the batman which by the way so, if just tldr we liked it a lot we fucking loved it lot. it's a great movie um but mention the the anecdote that you found because this is really cool so there are, there's the one anecdote that i really want to mention is that matt reeves was um josh loeb right josh loeb the creator of no jeff loeb jeff loeb um the creator of the long halloween he was in his screenwriting class and that and then josh jeff not josh i'm so sorry we're just talking about something um jeff loeb was like hey i think that you have talent you should go be a director And, (laughs) and, and then so a lot of matt reeves like inspiration for doing a batman movie comes from the long halloween um two-part series i don't know if you guys have seen it or not animated well, the the a... movie but the, i i honestly like i i haven't seen the movie go read the book i normally yeah, i don't I like being that guy but the graphic novel is fucking perfect so from everything i was reading online because i haven't read the graphic novel i just went and watched the thing when i was like oh so he says that he took like a lot of influence from this and whatever i would like to see what it is and i so i watched the so i watched the film or the animated film or whatever and um it a lot of people online were saying it is like some of it is frame for frame from the comics and that's really cool that's really cool and like the year one movie did a similar thing right where it's like this is basically one for one the comic so not saying that don't watch the movie i'm just like i i haven't seen that one i also highly recommend the graphic novel it's one of the few that has never disappointed when i've handed it to people because i recommend you know you're my friend i recommend a lot of fucking comics to people um but one that i've never people have never handed back to me and been like nah is the long halloween it's so so good and i mean it if you really enjoyed the batman um it gives a lot of insight into where matt reeves was pulling from a lot of like i mean it's because it's a mobster movie right you know like it's it's and it gives a lot of insight into that which is great it's a mystery too above all else which i which i really really dig um, I think the Batman is a weaker mystery than Long Halloween, but I think Long Halloween is almost perfection. So, yeah, it's it's one of the it's, it's big boots one of the to best. fill. Yeah, it's it's one of the best Batman stories I've ever seen. Yeah, like, or, listen, like, guess- it makes Calendar Man interesting, and uh, that takes a second. <laughs> so, yes. just examine that sentence and then go watch or read it. <laughs> uh but no game this week we don't have time thank you so much for listening if you like us go subscribe 
drop a review. It really helps. You can find us at can'tbekilledcreations.com. Or if you want to really support us, head on over to patreon.com slash can'tbekilledcreations. Uh, drop us a buck or two. Keeps the lights on. Keeps the mics going. If you want to follow us on social media, I'm at Resident Stevel, and the podcast itself is at R-I-T-F underscore pod, as well as at Can't Be Killed Creations. Uh, Chelsea, you want to plug anything before we go? No. All right. Uh, until next time, hit that nostalgia button. But behind the closed doors. <laughs>